You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 125. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the Nintendo aficionado, Roshan Warner. Christian, why are you laughing? What's funny? At Roro, the host of Large Popcorn and Video Essayist, Christian Macias at ISO Christian, and one half of the Men and Gitch podcast, Gay. Dempster at Gilbo Biggins. Welcome, everyone. I'm laughing because you yelled, wait, and then just went straight into like the intro. I was like, what's going on? I did because at first I thought the audio was playing, like my audio was playing in the intro, and then I realized I had selected a different scene to like cue into it. But no, we're fine. We're fine. We were We're good. good. Okay. We're good. Good. Uh, thank you to everyone joining us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search podcast PXN, twitch.tv slash podcast PXN, if I could speak, and Twitter as well. The topic of the show this week, guys, is Nintendo's 2022, and what are we expecting to see from that, as well as their Nintendo Direct that just happened today, and our thoughts on that. But first, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week, so let's go ahead and jump right in. But before we jump right in, wishing a happy birthday to Brenty, of course, none other than Roro's father. Uh, Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Dad. Apple Verde. <laughs> of course, one of our biggest fans on YouTube. He always joins us, but uh, he is on his way home, so he may not see this live, but happy birthday. Uh, moving into our quick bites, guys. Phil Spencer has received the AIAS Lifetime Achievement Award honor at DICE this year. Um this was a really cool uh, thing to see this week. Obviously, Phil has done a lot for Microsoft and Xbox, obviously, more specifically the last few years, and uh, has absolutely killed it in turning around Xbox as a brand. So really yes. cool to see his uh, acknowledgement here and uh, be presented this award. And actually, Todd Howard is going to present the award to him, which, which is super cool as well from Bethesda Game Studios. So I thought that was real cool. Yeah, just thinking about where Xbox was with the launch of Xbox One and where it is now, like tremendous turnaround. So, not that Phil Spencer is like the only person to credit, but like, come on, he's a he's a big part. So, yeah, congrats, Phil. Absolutely, absolutely. Moving into another Microsoft employee, uh, Shannon Loftus, which she uh, more recently has been known for the Age of Empires reboot, so to speak, Um, Age of Empires 4. She was kind of leading up that team to uh, bring that back into the foray and did it very successfully. It's it was well regarded as a, a great Age of Empires return, um, and she has announced that she's retiring from Microsoft after 29 years. Insane amount of time. That's uh, you have to commend someone who's been in the game industry for that long because there's so many hardships and issues, especially with uh, being a woman in the industry for that amount of yeah. time, is very impressive and. 
again, you know, credit to Phil Spencer bringing Shannon Loftus to, you know, one of the top uh, roles at Microsoft for for Xbox as well. So, uh, yeah, she's she's awesome. And I'm sure that Xbox will definitely miss her her experience. Uh, she was off also responsible for building classics like Fable, Project Gotham Racing, which those were staples on the original Xbox. Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, hugely underrated in my opinion, uh, yeah. and many other Xbox games. But yeah, super cool. Or, well, not cool that she's retiring, but super cool of her history at, at Xbox. You know what? Still, congrats. Oh, go ahead, Gage. I was going to say, it is cool that she's retiring. You know what? Go rest now. All right? You can rest now. <laughs> you can rest now. Well, I don't think you, she's retiring, retiring. I think she's just retiring from Microsoft, right? She might do. She might, yeah. She may do other projects, yeah. But you know what, Shannon? If you want to just buy a small house in Italy and live out the rest of your days on the Italian coast, you do it. You deserve it. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Moving on, guys, to our last Microsoft news in the Quick Bites here. Microsoft has reaffirmed that Call of Duty and other popular Activision Blizzard games will still release on PlayStation and Nintendo platforms even after their current agreements are up. So we've talked about it numerous times in the last couple of weeks, uh, talking about um, their existing agreements you know, that are uh, up to the next three years or whatever with Call of Duty. But they're kind of reaffirming here, saying Call of Duty is going to continue being on these platforms for long into the future. And also saying other Activision Blizzard games that are already multi-platform will continue to be there as well. And uh, a lot of speculation is out there about this, which uh, makes sense that they're kind of getting at the forefront of the uh, the FCC that's about to be um, analyzing their right. purchase of Activision Blizzard. And they're trying to uh, make it, you know, seem like the best possible uh, situation without them, you know, seemingly uh, taking on a, a monopoly, so to speak, um, with the acquisition. So uh, there's still a lot of time left to see what, what goes on with that, but uh, interesting nonetheless. Yeah, we had, a, we had a great conversation, what, like two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago at the latest about like whether or not it remains multi-platform or not. And it's very cool to see that obviously it will be multi-plat. Um, a lot of people did did call that. I don't know if I, I was the one, but like we were just just chatting, shooting, shooting, shooting around, and um, yeah, I mean the, these games are money makers, right? So it makes sense that Xbox want to have have these on the most platforms as possible. And that isn't to say that you know just because it, it is still available to play on PlayStation and, and other consoles that um that it won't come to Game Pass, right? Like maybe the incentive is there. Like yes, we're still allowing it to be on PlayStation, but you have an xbox or, or a pc you can get it on on a game pass so you're still in the ecosystem that way so it'll be very interesting to see how, how that how the, uh, they they move forward yeah absolutely uh i just want to say we we've been getting these weird russian accounts or something the last couple <laughs> of weeks in chat engage you're just in you're just encouraging them with your comments here that's that's my buddy i don't know what you're talking that's um <laughs> He was responding that's, to the message. Yeah, that's, Vlad, that's Vladimir. You, Vladimir. He's been in the chat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, in, uh, in all seriousness, though, it's actually kind of a yeah. It's a huge win-win for Microsoft because I think these things will absolutely come to Game Pass, so they get their hardware incentive and hardware sales up that way. 
but it still comes to PC and, and PlayStation, which is, and PlayStation actually has the majority of the fan base. So they're still making all those box sales as well, which is really interesting because they kind of have their hands in both pies with that because they, the incentive is there to get an Xbox to get it for free with Game Pass, but also everyone who doesn't, they still make that $69.99, $79.99, depending on your country, whatever it is. So yeah, I think uh, I think it's definitely going to stay multi-platform for the foreseeable future. Fair, fair. Uh, guys, the game of the year at Jeff Keighley's Game Awards last year, well, it sounds weird to say last year, but 2021, It Takes Two has sold 5 million copies. Uh, they officially posted this on Twitter. Five, that's 5 million copies of It Takes Two sold. Our team is absolutely stunned just thinking about how many players have now enjoyed our game. That's awesome. Uh, really cool news, and um it even like it's even cooler when you think about it like in terms of like that's five million copies but like more people played it because they have the free friend pass or whatever that you can join uh someone who actually owns it so yeah super cool glad to see that that team with joseph Fares just killing it yeah correct me if i'm wrong too oh sorry no i was just gonna say that that just means they're gonna make more games and i'm excited to see what what's next from that studio and correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't this past week also the news that um, they're going to turn it into some kind of television or film? Yeah, yes. yeah a movie. Yeah, yeah, a movie, right? Not a, not a show. I think it's a movie. Yeah, movie. Yeah. Okay, that'll yeah. be that'll be interesting. Yes, it'll be yeah. really cool. Really cool. Next, our next story, guys. Uh, this is a crazy story. I mean, we we could have never seen this one coming, but. Uh, Google Stadia uh, may be changing its business model uh, with a possible rebrand on the way. Uh, I thought this was fascinating. Essentially, I won't bore you with the the long article. There's a lot of details, but essentially it sounds like what Google's trying to do is promote Stadia to be a platform that developers or publishers can kind of go to them and say, hey, we want to have our game accessible uh, in the cloud. Can we you know, sell our game as like a cloud service, so to speak, um, and basically give gamers another option to play their games? So uh, does this mean that Google Stadia is on the way out in terms of consumers? I don't know. Like, you know, just picking up a subscription service or whatever and then buying games from Google directly to play them on Stadia. I don't know if that's going away soon or if this, you know, report is going to come to fruition, but it makes sense because obviously Google hasn't been like, you know, killing it on on the Stadia side of things. So like to rebrand it as something to pitch to publishers and developers to say, hey, this is an easy way to put your game out there to more people. Uh, it does make sense in that in that respective. So I don't know. It's interesting for sure. Yeah, I, I, I've only had one experience with Google Stadia, and that was with Cyberpunk uh, 2077 when that game came out. And my experience with it was actually really good. I thought the technology, the cloud technology was was good. I, I won't say that I use the service beyond that because I, I haven't. But I think it would be really cool to see them partner with other people who would like to use their technology because I think it is good. Like, say, Nintendo uses their technology for publishing their cloud games on their platform. That would be a game changer just right there because of how not great <laughs> the cloud service that they are using right now is. Or even PlayStation with their PlayStation Now stuff, like, 
I think Xbox is fine with the cloud cloud service stuff, but other other places could probably use Google's help in this regard if that's the the way that they're trying to go. So I think that would be interesting. I just don't think there's any reason to get Google Stadia. So them being partnering with mm. people, other people, I think will be a, the best route for them if they want to keep this thing going. This makes me a little bit sad to hear about. Remember, I was having a conversation with. Um a cohort in grad school we were in this class talking about um um kind of like information literacy and like um all kinds of media literacy and one of the things we were kind of talking about was uh video game literacy and how like we can teach video games and how that informs reading blah blah blah, blah. like there's, there's a lot to unpack there but essentially what him and i were talking about was um google stadia as, as a platform for like um, students seem to be like really taking off in, in a few sections that were trying it out because of how easy it was to use and how just like effective it, it was like to Rose point, like it just works. And from what I hear about Stadia users is that for the most part, like Stadia just, just works. Not that it doesn't have issues obviously, but, or, or like much of a platform sadly, but right. yeah, I don't know. It kind of makes you sick. Cause like it, it's great tech. Right. And I'm happy that it's going to get some use. Like if they can, you know, uh, rebrand it as some kind of, um, middleman to, to, to work with, uh, having other g- games, be on the like the, using their cloud it might help like the switch stuff like the switch cloud gaming like that doesn't necessarily always work but if they can go through this stadia i don't know maybe maybe there might be something there so sad but also curious to see how how they shift yeah yeah i agree like the, the technology works but it's never going to be somebody's first second or third choice as a platform so yeah it's it's good that i mean yeah i think it's going to be interesting to see what they decide to do with it yes i agree with you both absolutely uh and that's like the that's the thing i always say about like xbox cloud cloud streaming that would never be my first choice like it's cool to have it as an option but i would never want to do that only so yeah moving on to our next story guys rumors suggest hogwarts legacy could come out in september um this comes by way of ign taylor lyles uh she writes some good stuff over there at ign uh the first uh little tidbit there is the Ra- the Rowling Library, a literary website that is devoted to promoting the life and works of JK Rowling. There's probably better things you could do in life than do that, but anyways, <laughs> officially announced a release date for the official art book for Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, according to the website, the the making of Hogwarts Legacy will release on September 6th. And also, apparently, coincidentally, September 1st is back to Hogwarts Day, which marks the day when the fictional characters of the Wizarding World return to Hogwarts. Had no idea about any of that, but uh, (laughs) it does um, a couple, I guess, hints maybe that we'll get uh, Hogwarts Legacy in in September, I guess. Um, Cool. Quick me if I'm wrong, too. Um, I think the devs really, like, emphasize that they distance themselves from yes. from J.K. Rowling, right? Like yeah. she has no part. Okay, well that, that's great. Yeah. But I mean, to what extent? Because it, it's a it's a Harry Potter game, right? Like yeah. that's right. that's the thing, right? And you use the license, of course. It's going part of it's going back to her. So yeah, yeah, it's a tricky thing. Yet yet again, it's like a, a tricky thing where it's like you want to support the developers. Do you want to support the, what it stands for? It's just. There's so many layers that it's just like it's really tricky to kind of sift through all of that for sure. Yeah. 
um, moving into our next story, which might interest a couple people on this podcast, Sifu got some reviews hitting, and they've been very good so far. Um, I, I do. I will say that, like after, re- sorry, go ahead, Christian. No, no, no go, go, and then I'll go after you. Okay. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, after reading the reviews, it seems like at first I was like with you guys, like I wanted to dive into Sifu. It looks super cool. Combat looked really awesome. And then I started reading re- the reviews where they're like, this is like really difficult. Like it's unforgiving, or not unforgiving, but like it's just the amount of time required to like master the skills in this game is like insane apparently. So I'm just like, all right, this is not going to be the type of game that I will enjoy, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, yeah. But Christian. So to answer your question, I reviewed Sifu for the penultimate conquest. Um, so I'm finishing up a review and that should be up uh, either tomorrow or Friday, just depending on when, um, when, uh, my, my buddy's able to download it and upload it to YouTube. So, um, so if we wait until um, I guess what you got for me, I can I can ver- I can answer your questions. Okay, perfect. Uh, is Sifu a PlayStation exclusive? PlayStation console Epic exclusive. Games. PlayStation uh, yeah. console exclusive. Yeah. Okay, it looks awesome. It looks so good. I want to jump into it. I'm excited to hear what you have to say, Christian. Agreed. We'll have to wait. Stick around, people. <laughs> what you got for me? Anyways, moving into our next story, Dying Light 2 has already hit Steam's top 25 most played games of all time with a peak concurrent player count of 274,983. Insane. That, like, the game literally just came out and it's already in the top 25 most most played games of all time. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, yeah, that's unique players. That's 270,000 unique players. Right, yes. And concurrently, like, at the, all playing at the same time. Like yeah, that's as, as, you're, as you were reading that, I was just waiting for you to say, of January or of, of 2022, but you're like, of all time. All it's time? like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? This is almost like that um, that silent majority theory for politics, but it's for video games. Because, di- if you know, uh, six months ago, you would you would have never guessed Dying Light was this big of a franchise, right? <laughs> but so many people must have just been sitting going like, you know what? I kind of want to try that second one. And then it comes out and this many people buy it like that's nuts and and i think and i think it's just so interesting and i don't well i'll just say what i'm going to say i think it's just so interesting how how different people perceive the game journalists uh headlines and stuff like that where we some of us i guess not all of us i think we all had a different reaction to the 500 hours thing but i think it's just so interesting how gamers would react to that and how different gamers react to that like some people like let's go 500 hours are you kidding me yes let's do this and some people would be like no absolutely not no way but obviously a lot of people were maybe they didn't even see that headline and they're just interested in dying light too but i just think it's so interesting how different people consume the mm-hmm. gaming news and decide on what they're going to spend their time on despite us hearing and so many different things about this game it's it, it's ended up on the top 25 list so yeah good for them yeah insane there might be a couple people on this podcast that uh, can contributed oh, yeah, to that number. Yeah. Well, I guess and, not, to, and, not to that number because not on Steam. But anyway, um, that can you guess what number? Oh, sorry. This is this is just Steam, also. Right. Yep. This is not PlayStation and Xbox 
And is this no? It's it's not on Nintendo yet, but it's coming uh, via their cloud services later. later. I think right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's that's, that's even list. bigger. That's it. That's, that's that number is even bigger when you take into the whole scope of things. That's crazy. Can you guess what number one is on SteamDB? For most played. Most played games. All time. Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, Team Fortress Two. This can't be right. I. The, you know, it's current number one, I guess. The current number one for most played of all time. Is it Portal 2? I, no I don't wait, hold on. This art that this IGN article must be wrong. There's no way. <laughs> there really? is literally no way. It has to be wrong. Of all time? I just I just Pub clicked D? on the thing saying all time peak, and it's nowhere near number five. No, top twenty-five. Top twenty-five. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's number 24. Okay, I'm sorry. I heard number five, and I was like, that's insane. <laughs> but top 25, okay. Yeah, okay, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> and PUBG is, is the number one spot, right? PUBG is the number one. Yeah. I would, that, that's crazy. I would not have guessed that. That's nuts. That Whoa. is nuts. Oh, quick little uh, sidebar fun fact. Uh, on Steam, the top in the top five highest rated games of all time, uh, Hades is in there somewhere. I think it's number four or five. Heck yeah. Hell yeah. Get some indie love action there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our next story, guys. There's a new PlayStation 4 and 5 system update that is going into beta. Um, There's some new uh, quality of life improvements here. Uh, They're changing some party chat options for both PS5 and PS4. There's UI enhancements and accessibility features for PlayStation 5 and voice command preview for PlayStation 5. Uh, of course, PS4 and Xbox One both uh, kind of, you know, jumped into the foray of voice commands with uh, that generation. Obviously, with Xbox One was Connect and uh, PlayStation, you could use the the PlayStation camera microphone, or I think you could use a normal microphone even to, to use yeah. voice commands. But yeah, I guess they're gonna dive back into that, and uh, more options is never a bad thing. Uh, Definitely interesting. Uh, They're adding the ability to have open and closed parties for PS5 and PS4, um, which is good. Um, I think I saw somewhere that they they currently call this like something else like chat or messaging or something like that. They're changing it to like a party system, um, which is very similar to what Xbox is as well. Um, Voice chat reporting feature update. Uh, So if you want to report something that someone in a party said, there's now visual indicators for you to identify who is speaking. It'll help um, safety teams to take appropriate action uh, based on your reporting. So that's cool quality of life for for that kind of stuff, for reporting some some bad eggs out there. Um, Mm -hmm. As well as uh, some share play updates, start share play directly from the voice chat card. Pretty cool. Um, So yeah, some cool quality of life stuff in here. Still, still a long way to go, though, in my opinion. Yeah, for uh, sure. There's a no, notable. Actually, I just I never do the betas, by the way, because like half the time, like something ends up not working, and I just rather not go through that frustration. I'll get to it when like th- thank you for everyone who does do the betas, but otherwise I just wait. Uh, somebody in, in the replies here commented like still no v still no variable refresh rate refresh rate. Uh, no options for 1440p, no Dolby Atmos Vision, uh, and still no word on uh, the photo video sharing with, with your phone that went live and then the next day was, like, taken down, so. Yeah. 
and like variable refresh rate is such a it's it's important in terms of like if you have an unlocked frame rate and you don't have variable refresh rate when your your screen isn't refreshing at the same rate as your game is refreshing so it like it makes things look wonky so that that yeah. i feel like should be way up way higher up on their priority list but yeah uh, i guess it continues to get pushed back hopefully hopefully soon soon uh guys the nintendo switch has officially outsold the wii what 103.54 million copies or i guess consoles of the nintendo switch have been sold absolutely insane when this generation started i don't think i don't think any of us would have guessed that this console would have outsold the wii especially coming off the back of the wii u which was the worst console in terms of sales i think in nintendo's history mm. um so yeah Woo. yeah that's awesome for that's them I, I there was a list that i was looking at the other day where it was it was the updated list of the, the consoles that nintendo switch has outsold and there's not much left ahead of it now <laughs> we'll see if it continues to to overtake some but i think there's like the ps2 is still ahead of it unless it has already yeah. taken that over yeah, the PS2. I think there's a couple of other ones, but I'm I'm blanking on. I wish I had this list in front of me. But yeah, it's crazy how how much it's it's overcome or outsold so far. Like in the time period, it's been yeah. it's insane because it's only been what five years in in April, I think, or March. Like that's yeah. insane. <laughs> well, look at the trajectory of the PS5 and the and the Xbox Series X. I mean. What they've sold? What is it? Four million, five million, something like that. And it's been a year, two years. So that's not like you know you you get that to five years. That's they still sold a quarter of what Nintendo Switch has. It's it's crazy. Of the top five uh, most selling consoles of all time, three are Nintendo products. Crazy. With Switch being wow. a number five. Insane. Guys, this last story in the quick bites, I added just a little bit ago because I saw it and I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Beyond Good and Evil 2 is apparently still in pre-production five years after being revealed. What? Uh, how is this even possible? <laughs> Bloomberg reports that Beyond Good and Evil 2 is still in pre-production after over five years of development. Rumblings of a Beyond Good and Evil sequel date all the way back to 2008 when Ubisoft showed off what seemed to be a teaser trailer for the game, but obviously, yeah, long way since then. Uh, near, nearly a decade later at E3 2017, the game was finally revealed looked very ambitious etc etc uh yeah what i don't even understand how this is possible like i understand games that have like a tough development cycle and like things happen like you restart development and you know shit happens five years in pre-production what how just burning money at that point half a decade right Mm. that's something must have not been good like they must have not. It must have not been coming together, and they had to go back to like some kind of drawing board and kind of rework right. stuff. Because five years is a long time. Yes, I remember there being. I, f- I forgot what the program was called, but it was like Monkey Jam program, something weird. Where they, when they officially teased it, there was a beta program, and they they were calling the people who signed up like monkeys or something. I don't know what it was. It was something weird. <laughs> Hell yeah! 
yeah. Um, I would love to know if anybody got into that and what what their experience with with that was. If there are anybody out there, it's like, what did they test? <laughs> what did they right. what did they do? And and what was the feedback they gave them? Obviously, it wasn't good for them to still be in pre production. And I don't know how it works over at Ubisoft. I'm sure there's many many teams, but I feel like they're focusing on other things right now over at Ubisoft and and you not mean, this. You mean like yeah. the Ghost Recon uh, yeah. battle royale game that nobody <laughs> mm. wanted? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Also, like a... not the only Ubisoft game in development hell because there's also Skull and Bones, which was yes. announced right. pro- probably just as far away now. Yep. Mm. Yep. Good old Ubisoft. It's interesting that we're going to be getting games that were announced after before this game. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of sad. <laughs> Probably a lot of games by at yeah. this point. Ooh, do we want to do we want to make a little wager on the podcast? What comes out first, Splinter Cell remake or Beyond Good and Evil? I'd yeah. wager on Splinter Cell I mean, at this point. Splinter Cell, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah, Oof. yeah. That's bad, crazy. All right, guys. Moving into the news, we've got a bunch of Rockstar news here. Um, we'll start with Rockstar has confirmed GTA Six is in development. Of course, no way. <laughs> no way. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, they they wrote in their blog post with the unprecedented longevity of GTA Five. We know many of you have been asking us about a new entry in the Grand Theft Auto series. With every new project we embark on, our goal is always to significantly move beyond what we have previously delivered, and we are pleased to confirm that active development for the next en- entry in the Grand Theft Auto series is well underway. We look forward to sharing more as soon as we are ready. So please stay tuned to the Rockstar newswire for official details um so yeah obviously confirmed i think most people already knew it was coming but it it is kind of cool to see it actually confirmed finally um we also got some some you know earnings reports from take two grand theft auto 5 has now sold in over 160 million units up 5 million in the quarter ending december and insane Who's buying this game? I don't I don't know. And more people are about to be buying it here next month uh, when on March what 15th, the Xbox Series X and X and PS5 versions of Grand Theft Auto 5 come out. So they're going to keep making money. Um, and I think, guys, I think we're going to see... I, I wrote a little thing on Twitter. I was like, Rockstar first acknowledged GTA 5 back in 2011 and it came out in 2013. They're first acknowledging it now in 2022. I'm thinking 2024 for a release. What do you guys think? What do- At the earliest. There's no way it comes before that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're kind of spot on. Yeah. I mean, with, with that logic, then, then it, that sounds right. But Did they announce yeah. GTA 5 the same way? With a blog post? Mm, I think it was similar in terms of they didn't give a lot of information. They kind of just okay. said, yeah, it's coming. But yeah, sorry to cut you off, Christian. Go ahead. I was mostly done. I was I was going to ramble on about like if it is like if if it does get released at 2024, like I could see that easily pushing back into like Q1, Q2, 2025. It it just seems like it's way too long away. Well, it's funny because it it seems like 2024 is them pushing it back because I remember during the whole Epic v. Apple fiasco and all these other companies got involved. I think it was. During the court case, it was revealed that Take-Two had like um, their spending budget for the next few years outlined. 
and there was a massive uptick in the uh, advertisement department in the end of 2023. So a lot of people assumed that would be the launch mm. of GTA 6. So I'm guessing um, 2024 is a solid bet because uh, with their new studio culture and them trying to revamp how they do things in Combat Crunch, that, that that's getting pushed back farther and farther. And that's probably why they haven't released any solid info is because they don't want to delay the game. They want to announce delays. Because, I mean, Red Dead 2 was infamously sure. delayed a bunch of times, right? So they're probably waiting until the like the 11th hour to give a date so that they don't have to move from it. But it looks like, based on that information from the courts and the, and the trial of Epic v. Apple, that they were originally looking at the end of 2023 or beginning of 2024 to release it. So I think 2024 is a really safe bet. If I'm being honest, the bigger question than release date is what happens to GTA Online or how do they... Um integrate that into gta 6 because gta right. online is the reason why i think gta 5 still sells so well because they're constantly updating it yeah. and it makes so much money for rockstar that like they just they keep supporting it that there's no way they they abandon it when gta 6 comes out like obviously there'd be a new gta online but i think you you'd have to get like the current existing audience because there's there's so many people that still play it in, into yeah. this new ecosystem of gta 6 so that, that's gonna be so interesting to see how how, how they do that right Bro, you have any thoughts on uh, on some GTA action? I think you guys are hitting the nail on the head for like release date times and stuff like that. So I think it's like a 2024, 2025 sort of thing. Um, I'm just so happy that they finally acknowledge that they're doing it. <laughs> it's been so long. Um, but as you guys know, I'm not a huge GTA guy. Um, but I agree with Christian. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the online aspect, which is, like Christian said, the moneymaker uh over there so it'll be interesting to see if they do make a new online or if they like do an overwatch 2 sort of situation where they just this is oh. the sequel but it's actually still <laughs> the same thing so just bring your character over we added a couple of new stuff for people who are playing the new version and all that kind of stuff so it'll be interesting to see how they keep that train going with the new console uh only with the new game but i'm interested to see if they do like the female protagonist that they've been rumoring all this time or what they mm -hmm. do with the story that's that's what interests me the most about a gj6 What's better than three playable characters? Ten. Four. Oh. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> Ten. I don't know. I'm just being crazy. 500 hours of playtime. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Bro, stop. <laughs> Except instead of just supporting it for five years, they'll support it for 20. Oh, my God. <laughs> they'll support one part of it. Yeah. <laughs> and abandon the other mode. True. Uh, also, I'll throw a little tidbit in here, more Rockstar stuff. Red Dead Redemption 2 has reached nearly 43 million units sold in globally in December, God. up from 39 million last quarter, so uh, I guess 4 million more. That's awesome, and obviously Red Dead 2, so good. Definitely play it if you haven't. Mm -hmm. um, One of the best games of the last generation. Also, every chance I get, shame on you, Rockstar. Shame on you, Take-Two, for not doing Undead Nightmare 2. Shame on you. Shame on you. Here's the thing. 43 million units sold. Nobody's buying Red Dead for Red Dead Online. All right? That's single-player sales. All right? True. Strauss, you hear me? Make Undead Nightmare 2. Stop being a coward. <laughs> oh, was there not also rumors that, that, that GTA 5 is finally getting a, a story expansion, too? Uh, or as well? Oh. No. Oh, I didn't know that. They did release I, that I, online story expansion uh, not that Dr. long Dre ago. One. Yeah. yeah, they brought the story that characters into online. That's, yeah. True. Yes. Uh, right. Yes. Moving in 
to our next news story, guys. I was going to attempt to go over all of this, and I am a big, I'm a big Destiny 1 fan, and I, I played as much as I could of Destiny 2 before I was like, man, I'm out of time. I just I can't do this constantly. So I'm like, all right, I got to tap out. I love you, Bungie. I love Destiny, but I'll come back for like the annual events and stuff. But uh, yeah, so Ro, I'm going to pass this to you to talk oh, about <laughs> Destiny 2 Witch Queen, which we got a freaking vidoc from Bungie, which that vidoc was awesome. It was. It's always awesome. They always have such really, really awesome in-depth looks into their development and stuff like that. So yeah, Dan, like Dan was saying, they did a little vidoc earlier this week talking about the new expansion that comes out on the 22nd. And honestly, I'm going to have a hard time wrapping everything <laughs> into one thing here, too. Uh, because it's a lot. They're they're introducing weapon crafting, which is really awesome. Something that fans of the game have been wanting to see, just to add a more certainty to the weapons that you're grabbing. Just I want this role, make it easier for for us to get it. So that's a really awesome addition. They're adding 40 new legendary weapons, I believe, which is also something that people have been asking for. They want new weapons to to chase. That's awesome. Something that people don't like is that a lot of the weapons look like reskins of previous ones. Not something that I've really. Uh, have an issue with i'm kind of nostalgic for those kind of different frames that we've seen before just in a different light and i think the designs in destiny their weapon designs are fantastic anyway so i always enjoy looking at whatever they have in my hand um but yeah the story in the campaign is obviously what everybody is super excited for bungie has said that their inspiration for this is uh true detective which is awesome oh true detective and other campaigns like doom as some of their like inspirations for this campaign, so I think this is shaping up to be one of uh, Bun- well, one of Destiny's. I shouldn't say one of Bungie's best campaigns because we have all of Halo to talk about. But I think this is definitely shaping up to be one of Destiny's best uh, campaigns with the the mystery that they have going on um, and the characters. I think we've, as Destiny fans, have grown so attached to these characters over the seven years <laughs> that it's been out that each story is just becomes more and more impactful to the community. That I'm. Super excited to play this uh, in two more weeks. I think. Yeah, next the week after next, I'll be dropping on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, the Hive Ghost is a really cool addition that they added to how the Hives have stolen our lights and using it against us. So we're essentially fighting evil guardians <laughs> and we have to crush their ghosts in our hands. It's like, it's really cool. Hell so yeah. It's, it's really cool stuff that they're doing over there. So yeah, really all I have to, to say about it. Yeah, I literally was going to say that if you didn't. The, the thing about crushing yeah. ghosts in your hand, that's so cool to see that. That's and awesome. they, they talked about it a little bit from a story perspective, how we have like a moral dilemma doing it for the yep. first time. Where like when you do it for the mm. first time in game, you crush it and then you like look at your hand like, did I just crush a ghost? This doesn't seem right. But yeah, that's really cool to see what they're going to do. Yeah, because there's, like there's like a feeling of permanence by doing that because you're like, yeah. no respawning for you. Yeah. Cool. This makes me sad watching this video as Rose is talking. It makes me miss <laughs> Destiny, but I just don't have the time for it. I wish I did. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've taken a break too. That's why it was hard for me to even say all of that. <laughs> but it's yeah, fair. it's it's a lot. Fair. We all love Destiny and Bungie. We just want more time. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Give me uh, seventy-two hour days, and then I'll start playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Ugh. All right, guys, our third news story, Ghostwire Tokyo Showcase. Got a little bit of a gameplay stream about a week ago, a little less than a week ago. 
Um, I thought it looked really interesting. The uh, the world building I thought was really cool. Like the the vibes that the the world gives off is really really nice, and it visually looks really good. I guess my main thing is is like I'm still not quite sold on the gameplay aspect of it. There's some right. cool things about it, but it's like I don't know if that will grab me particularly. Um, yeah. And just watching the gameplay, it did remind me a little bit, like just a teensy little bit of Dishonored, uh, except it's kind of like a, a creepier, more warped uh, perspective. Um, to me, the enemies don't look that interesting to fight. Like there was a little bit of variety that they showed off, but I, I don't know. I wasn't huge on it. What were your guys' thoughts on it? I caught some of it, um, mostly with, like their recaps on Twitter and stuff and just like shorter broken down content. And I'm kind of in the same place as you are, Dan, like surprisingly. I did also get like the Dishonored vibes, and that's mostly because of the first person perspective and all like the cool like abilities you're getting. Um, visually, I think it looks like fantastic. I would love to see like how like dual sense integration is going to be happening with all these like powers you're utilizing. Uh, otherwise, I'm spot on, Dan. Like, I don't know if any of this game is really grabbing me. Um, and with like a very packed spring, I feel like this might fall by the wayside by all like with a lot of people, unless like you're super diehard. Like, I'm going to check out every single game that's coming to PlayStation. So that that's like my biggest concern is whether or not this game actually is like interesting enough uh, to like maintain um, people who play it for like. A long time like whether it's a compelling enough um both narrative and 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 gameplay so otherwise it, it looks beautiful yeah and and there in tango's other games the evil within and evil within 2 like the the narrative is like in my opinion the the most forgettable part of those games that i'm just like i love this gameplay i love this world and i love evil within but like the narrative is just like what's going on here i have no idea <laughs> So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if this one's pulling me in as much as I wanted to. I do like the uh, the designs that they have going on for like the enemies and the world itself. Uh, the gameplay just didn't grab me uh, that much. Um, but yeah, like like just like you guys are saying, like there's so much, so much games, so many things going on right now in this time of the year where this is just a game that I I will probably put off playing if if I ever get to it. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah, this is a this. I didn't see the whole showcase, so maybe I need to watch the entire thing. I just caught clips and stuff on on Twitter. Um, but yeah, it it looks it looks okay. It looks okay. We'll see how I feel <laughs> as as we get closer to release. A wait for review kind of game, bro. Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. Gage, do you have this, similar thoughts? Well, this see, I have a unique take on this because yeah. I this has been a bit of a roller coaster for me. Oh, you see, I I picked <laughs> Ghostwire Tokyo. <laughs> For my fantasy, oh. <laughs> and then we were talking about it one day, and I was like, "Yeah, I I can't remember anything about this game." So I looked it up. I looked up the ga the little gameplay we've seen so far. wasn't impressed. Was like, "I've made a bad decision." Dropped the game, and then I saw a few articles from some game journalists that I uh, follow on Twitter saying that this is going to be a surprise hit from what they played, and it's super amazing. And I'm like, so then I re-put it on my fantasy. <laughs> so I put it back on my, fa my fantasy league. So I don't know. Personally, I don't, I, I don't know if I'm super hot on this game. But from people that I, from journalists that I follow and reviewers that I follow that I normally agree with, they're saying this is going to be a sleeper hit. I don't know. I, I'm cheering for it. It's, I'm not super. But here's the thing. 
this might do really well internationally. That's the other thing we're not thinking about, right? This yeah. might do really, really well internationally. It might not be our speed. Like Persona is not a, a, a household name in you know in the in the Western sort of gaming you market. Take that back. But it, you take that back, uh, right? <laughs> Listen, all right. Co right. Compared to <laughs> compared to franchises yeah, that yeah. we all know and love, it's definitely yeah. not. Um, it's but, definitely uh, more in other places, yeah. But they do extremely well critically, right? They do extremely well critically because the the target demographic that does like those games, like it, they, they nail it. So I'm hoping we get that with Ghostwire Tokyo selfishly for my fantasy league. Yeah. Am I going to buy this game? Absolutely not. But <laughs> I mean, I guess I hope for it too, right? Like I want all games to be good. So right. True. Very true. And you want Tango to be able to experiment, right. And, and break away from the third yeah. person survival horror and, and, and try something new. So for that reason, I am hoping that it does well so right. that they can do something new. Was that me? Did everyone no. else? Anyone else? Okay. I, I, I heard. <laughs> okay. I heard loud buzzing. I was like, "What the heck?" Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> moving into our last news story, guys. The Wolf Among Us Two is coming in 2023 with a full trailer from the new tel Telltale Games. Jeff Keighley, uh, I guess, was kind of showing this off here. Uh, the trailer looks really good. Um, Unreal Engine 4 that this game is using now, which is awesome. Uh, or yep. Unreal Engine 5. Wait, which Unreal? I don't even know what Unreal Engine. The newest Unreal Engine. <laughs> I always forget which one we're on. Uh, it's mm. it, it looks insane. Like the, the graphical fidelity looks so much better than the Telltale games of, you know, past. Obviously, completely different people involved obviously then you know it says telltale but it's not really telltale so that's kind yep. of like a, a caveat there um but right. yeah it looks very interesting and i'm kind of excited to see more from this that, that well that's the funny part about you know is it unreal 4 is it unreal 5 it doesn't matter it's not telltale's old proprietary engine and that's yeah. that's really all that matters all that matters because that thing struggled hard um so yep. even if it's Unreal Engine 4, fantastic. Like that, this is, yeah, it looks gorgeous. And uh, I'm going to have to play the first one too because um, I have not played the first one yet. And Rose has been telling me that it's one of the best ones. So you have to put that on the list before this guy comes out. Dan mentioned my biggest concern, which is obviously uh, Telltale like shut down like a lot, like or got rid of a lot of their former uh, staff members and, and reopened with, with new people. So, I mean watching the trailer like it looks fantastic right I, like i, I want to get excited about it but just knowing that information i'm just like mm, i have to be trepidatious because i don't know what this new team is like right but but i still have high hopes so yeah and the like the people who uh i think the people who bought the ip and the studio like the rights to the telltale name or whatever i think they were just like independent developers that were just like yeah we want to do this because we i mean obviously it's a well-known name uh so they're like yeah let's try this out so it's just random, you know, independent developers. We really don't, we don't have that trust, I guess, to to know that they're going to make something that's actually going to be cool, right? Like, like the original Telltale. So, yeah, bro. Yeah, are you excited for some Telltale? Oh yeah, I'm so excited for this game. <laughs> I've been bummed that it's it's next year, but I, I guess we, should, we could have expected that. 
but yeah, it looks so good. I love the 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 style that they're going for, which is the style that they went yeah. for in the first one. But like Gage said, it's they're not using the engine that they used before. So what they're going for before is still what they're going for, but it just looks so much better. Yes. And yeah, I'm just excited to see the different characters are going to be introduced. We got um we see that Big B is in anger management, which he definitely needs. So that's good that he's getting that therapy. <laughs> but I think it's awesome that uh, we got introduced to some Oz characters, like some Wizard of Oz characters, like the robot, the Tin Man, and uh, this uh, Scarecrow, I guess. I guess the lady sitting on the ground might be, or not on ground, on the couch might be Dorothy. Who knows? But it's just so interesting to see their takes on the the, the fairy tale characters. So I'm excited to see who else they introduce in this one. Yeah, the characters and world building was definitely the best parts of the original and the writing of course so good. you uh, know what the... mm-hmm. go ahead go ahead Richard. for those wanting to try out wolf among us uh uh chapter one i guess uh, part one one uh is this a sequel how are we framing this season yeah. two i guess is uh, the easiest way yeah. to do it if you want to check out season one if you want to check, if you want to check out season one before season two um i haven't seen it on sale on any other platforms but i'm currently on playstation uh 75% off right now. Three dollars and seventy-four cents. So that's a steal. That is a steal. Pretty good deal. You know what though? I, I, I worry that I'm gonna miss it. I worry that I'm gonna miss when something intense happens and the camera switches back to your person and it stays there and the music is playing in the background and it's really intense and your character's <laughs> just like and then it cuts the you know what I mean? Like, it's awesome. It's, right. Half of the Batman Telltale games, like Alfred had his head facing the other way. And like, well, I I roll with it. Sure, right? Yeah, this is just what I signed up for. Oh man! All right, guys, we got a little fantasy critic check in here. Uh, We're checking in ISO Christian, of course, or or in Christian here. He's got a hundred. Oh, not a hundred. Sorry, he has nine point three eight points. Of course, from. His game that just came out, Sifu. Uh, <laughs> oh, it dropped I, points, man. I, uh, let's, 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 let's announce who uh, <laughs> let's announce uh, who's in the lead as well. So Christian is in Christian, first place with nine Christian, points. Yes. I'm in second <laughs> with six point seven points. Uh Gage is somehow in third with zero points and no games. <laughs> like how do you get worse than zero points, right? <laughs> and Ro, oh and Rose in last with negative nine point three seven points Jeez, because of course see That's gonna change. Don't you worry. <laughs> that's just my bad counter pick coming out to get me. It just waits. True. You have added some games, I think. You added Splatoon 3, is that I right? have, and after the Nintendo Direct today, I bid it on a couple more. Oh, well, that's, that's... Maybe a... I should have told you that. Yeah, you just <laughs> told us a secret. <laughs> <laughs> I bet a lot of money, though, so... Okay. Will you bet more than me? We'll wow, see. that's we'll fair. See. Fair. I, I don't think I can bid anymore. I only have, like, three spots left. I don't want to take all my spots, and it's only February, guys. I need to change my counter pick. I'm going to run into the same and issue that I would have uh, done this. Can you? You can't. Please tell me you, you can't. You can't? No. Okay, good. I'm you glad can't. you couldn't because that's something that I was trying I to do so. earlier. And you were, if, and if you you were told banking. Me that you could, I would be so mad. You no, know, but I also, I, I can see it. You're banking on you getting an advantage from me also having yeah. a really bad counter pick because that'll, that'll even at the playing fields. That'll put me down in your. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm not. Brenty is in the I, chat, guys. Happy birthday, happy Brenty. Birthday. We told happy you at birthday. the top of the show, but I I made a, a bid for another counter pick, but I don't see it that it went through. 
Oh. Or maybe it'll process, I guess, in two days. Maybe, maybe I missed the um, oh. last week's deadline. So Saturday. there should be another one coming through. Who? What game did I counterpick? Was it from? Uh, was it from my list? No, it's from mine. I can tell. It is definitely from Gage's. Yeah. It's one hundred percent mine. I can probably guess which one it is. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I think yeah, I probably should bid on a counter pick from Gage's too. Now that we yeah, why don't you go them. ahead and do that, Dan? All right. Wait, what if we? I have a legitimate well, question. What if we counter pick something that someone drops? Then you lose negative fifty points. It might just automatically take it out of your counter bid slot and make you do another one, but I, I just don't know. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll find out, I guess. Maybe. Uh, all right, guys. Points. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Moving in to what you got for me, uh, Daniel, uh, of course, got his large popcorn t-shirt that came in the mail yesterday, Christian. Thank you. Love to see thank, it. No, thank you. Thank large, you. Large popcorn. Find them. Find them there. Find them everywhere on podcast mm. services. Uh, anyways, I've been playing Dying Light 2 with uh, Gage and some other people as well and have been having a lot of fun with it, guys. Dying Light 1 was a game like I enjoyed Dying Light 1, but like I, I can't say that I like loved playing it and like, you know, just loved running around the world and stuff. But playing Dying Light 2 is so much different, especially when you're playing with people, because Playing by yourself is not necessarily the same in this type of game, I feel like. It's not as fun. Uh, like, you're doing all these, you know, vaulting, and, and you're haggling your friends for getting mauled by zombies and uh, all the equipment pickups, and you're trying to level up your character to be better than your, your, your teammates, your people you're playing with. It's so much fun. Uh, the combat's really good. I, I just love chopping zombies' heads off. It's so much fun. <laughs> uh if i do have an, a complaint about the game it's that they've kind of you know went away from guns in the game so like it's almost all melee combat there is a few like mm. projectile weapons like obviously like a, a bow um that gauge somehow got before he was supposed to have it uh but uh i do wish that there was a little bit more variety in terms of the um the gunplay or lack thereof gunplay i guess um but yes having a ton of fun with it and uh definitely enjoying it a lot more than i ever anticipated enjoying it like i knew i would like it but i i've really 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 liked it so far so and actually i would currently i would probably say it's probably a front runner for game of the year already guys and um that's a all right thing to oh say, you play but... one game you play one game <laughs> that's fair that's fair I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There's a game coming out here in a, a week or two that that'll probably uh, steal the show, but we'll see uh, with Horizon. Anyways, Ro, what you got for me? Um, playing, still playing Pokemon, Pokemon Legends RC, and having a great time. I have beat. I don't know if I did. I say that I beat the main campaign last time. If not, I have beat the main campaign. I have rolled credits, but um, I am doing post game stuff now. And the post game is awesome. Really cool story stuff. And um, one of the battles is one of the hardest in Pokemon ever. <laughs> There's a specific uh, trainer or character that you have to battle in the post game, and they are tough. So, I, and I've seen other Pokemon fans on Twitch like have trouble with this guy as well. So, if I'm if I'm having trouble with it, that doesn't really mean much. If like the hardcore Pokemon fans are having trouble with it, 
then you know it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. But I beat him recently, or them. I shouldn't say him. I've beaten them recently. And um, yeah, it was a blast. I'm, I'm trying to uh, continue the post-game stuff, which is to collect or catch them all. And so I'm, I'm working on that to see what the next story beat is. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm having a blast with it. Um, I really hope that they continue with this sort of style, uh, a Pokemon game. If it's just another Legends game in the future, that'll be great. But if they were able to implement these these gameplay stuff that they added in Legends into mainline games, that would be awesome. That would be a dream come true. Yes, Christian from PLCast, PXN. <laughs> How many is uh, all in Pokemon's Legends ICUP? Uh, Acrius, Arceus. Um, I, I don't know actually. I think it's over. It's more than the original 100. Right. I think, but but it's I not anywhere near know. the total, like the 700 plus. No, no, no. Okay, no. okay. It's it's not. It's definitely not more than 200. It's like got it. Okay. I would say like 150, maybe. I, I'm not sure though. I think 150 might be the, the the most that it could be actually. Yeah. Okay. And how far are you? I have beaten the game. I'm doing uh, post-game stuff now. And I've played for about, I think my time would say 40, 35 to 40 hours, I'd say. Sorry, in terms of collecting. Oh, many, sorry. How many do you have? Um, I think s- 70? Heck yeah, 70, that's awesome. I think, yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. Uh, too many, some would say. That's a lot of innocent <laughs> creatures. Yeah. yeah. You're holding them <laughs> wow. in <into> captivity. <laughs> Epic I'm going to find out while you guys are talking. I hated that Arceus said that the Pokeballs don't make them small. The Pokemon like choose to Dude, get that small. Make any, that is so weird to me. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't like that either. Yeah. I also haven't played the game, so I don't know. Christian, what you got for me? Hell yeah. So like I've said at the top of the show in the Quick Bites, I'm reviewing Sifu for Penultimate Conquest. Um, and, I, and I've beaten the game, Dan, wow. once. There's still a, a, a true ending that you have to get, which I'm, I'm currently... Okay, like I put, a, I put over 10 hours to get like the actual like first ending, which I think is enough to review the game. I think the true ending is kind of supplementary to that because you have to play through it again and get like one last cutscene. Um, Dan, yes. to answer your question, should you try it out? Do not go anywhere near this game. Oh, no. From what, you, from what you said two weeks ago or three weeks ago about you raging at Cuphead or whatever. I forget what game it was. I think it was Cuphead. Star Wars Jedi um, Fallen Order. Fallen Order, which, okay, this makes it easier. Don't play this game. All right. Uh, Sifu is one of the hardest games I have ever played in my entire life. It is up Ooh. there with the level of difficulty uh, with, like, Sekiro. And I mean that not because of, like, combos you're having to learn, but uh, identifying uh, enemy attacks. You have, uh, I'll use my... Like dual, dual sense, uh, like the the major component isn't actually attacking. It's a big part of it. It's actually uh, either parrying by tapping L one, or uh, evading by holding it and then either uh, evading with a, a like a downward uh, movement or upward movement, depending on whether the incoming attack is a, a high attack or a low attack. And MFers in that game come <laughs> at you with with no remorse whatsoever. They are attacking you so fast. They're surrounding you. Bosses are just like, I need to memorize the entire moveset and be pitch perfect. Otherwise, I'm dead. And like, if that it, it suits you, like if that's like what you crave for video games, like mastering levels from start to finish, finding quickest routes uh, and like ha- having to make it through the end being like almost perfect, then Sifu is definitely for you. If not, you're not going to have a fun time. 
Well, I appreciate well. you telling me that. <laughs> it, is, it is so gorgeous and fun to play, though. But it you know, oh, it looks so yeah. good. I love the I love the low poly art style. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, I, I like the design of it too. It, there's not a lot of difficult games that click with me though. There's like there is Hades I really liked. Uh C- Celeste, I love Celeste. But like mm. most of the time there's if they're if it's too hard, then I'm like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> I guess guess you don't don't want me to succeed. No, I'm just kidding. But Sifu looks fun. It does look fun. So <sighs> I, I wanna Dude, try it. I really do. That hallway scene, it looks it looks like uh what does Incredible. it remind me of? It reminds me of that Old the boy. one awesome scene from Repo Man with uh, Jude Law and Forrest Whitaker. First of all, it's an old boy reference. You, I almost cussed. Do it, do it, <laughs> do it, do it. No, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't do it. I, I won't do it. But yeah, it's, it's an old boy reference from Park Chan Wook. I also just want to quickly correct myself before we move on. I have seen over two hundred Pokemon, so I was dead wrong. Wow, <laughs> I've seen over two hundred, and I have caught one hundred and seventy-eight. Dang. So there oh, might, nice. There been there might be more than 211. That's just as many I've seen and right. I've caught 178. So I was very wrong. <laughs> in yeah. both accounts of how many I've caught and how many there are in the game, but I just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> so is that 178 unique Pokémon or is that does that yes. like include duplicate? Oh, okay. No, unique, yeah. Wow. That's wow. insane. Ooh, man's been busy. Yes. <laughs> Gage. Which I, I take it back then. Oh, oh, oh okay. Sorry. Sorry. No, I want to hear what Christian has to say. I take it back. Try it out. It's, it's the game is so fun to play, man. I have issues with like this representation of culture and the story like doesn't really come together like at all. But fuck, oh, I cussed. It is so fun to play. It is. It feels so good. Like the hallway fight scene is. I I watch my clip of it because for my capture and like I wanted to stop editing and go play it again because like it's just when it clicks, it feels so good. And I'm not a rager. I'll say that again. But I slammed my desk twice with one particular boss. I, I hated it. Twice. Twice. I slammed That's more it. than once. Wow. Okay, I'm done now. I think I'll avoid it. Then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gage, what you got for me? I have been playing Dying Light 2. Um, it's really good. It's really, really good. Uh, so, uh, conversely... Um, Dying Light 1 was probably my game of the year 2015 because oh, wow. I tried I tried so hard to love Dead Island and Dead Island Riptide and it just it never clicked for me it just it didn't click um but when I played Dying Light it was kind of like oh this is what was missing you needed something else and you needed that parkour game also there's like no parkour games anymore um first mm. person at least so I'm loving Dying Light 2. As soon as I saw the reviews, I was on the fence about this because I was following the development closely and I knew that it was going through its own mini development hell and the guy leading this was seemed to be a bit erratic. Um, so I was definitely waiting for reviews and as soon as the reviews came out and said, hey, the gameplay is amazing but the story sucks, I was like, fine, that's Dying Light 1. I'm, I'm good with that. I'm great with that. So yeah, it is It is one of, the, one of those solid sequels that really just improves what it needs to. Um... All the changes it makes are positives for the most part. Um, voice acting is still cringy as <laughs> as all, and I love it. It's great, and uh, it's a good time. I'm having a good time uh, carrying my friends through the through the game as I do. Carry, <laughs> oh, oh, that's a slam on Dan, isn't yeah. it? It, it is. Just, it's I just, a, I just, it just clicked. 
It's I, a Dan the Slam Man slam. I will say, like, yes, the story is like really messy, well, messy and bad, and the act, voice acting is bad. But like the actual missions, I feel like are actually really fun. Like the oh yeah, the, the actual like what you're doing in the game is fun. Yeah. So yeah, mission design is good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was like that in the first one. Like like if you think about all, some of the big set pieces in the first game, like they're awesome. It's just why you're going to this really cool place is is just forgettable but once you're there you're having a good time that's 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 really all that matters to me at least Agreed. have either yeah. of you competed completed the campaign yet <laughs> we're not no. allowed to yeah <laughs> <laughs> what we uh we, we we had to convince one of our one of our friends to uh to buy this game day one he's somebody who does not spend money on full price video games ever and uh, his one condition is that we have to all play it together. So we are uh, we're, we're content locked until we can get him to progress. Yep, awesome. Yeah, but you can still what? do side stuff. Oh, I'm so. still playing the crap. I'm still playing the crap out of this game. Screw that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Moving into the topic of the show, guys. Nintendo. Let's start with. Oh, their nin- oh god! <laughs> <laughs> what a direct, baby. Oh, half of the direct was good their nintendo direct and half of it was good according to christian and i think it was the half that i missed so we'll have to <laughs> lean into christian and Row uh to kind of guide us through this because uh of course you know <laughs> missed most of it so guys i'll just let you guys direct this part of it how's that sound because it, right i can't do it justice especially when i missed half of it so guide us through this nintendo direct Bro, if you want, I can take I can take it, and then if there's any supplemental information that I might have missed, maybe you can fill that in because I was like Sounds taking great. notes and stuff. Sure. Um, so it started with uh, a Fire Emblem's Warriors uh, trailer called uh, Three Hopes, and it is out on June twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. I don't know how the Fire Emblem Warriors. Uh, I-, I think what I've gathered on Twitter is that people were expecting more of a Fire Emblem game, and then they saw it was Warriors, and they were a little bit disappointed. Otherwise, yep. <laughs> it kind of came and went pretty quickly. So yeah, it was okay. Uh, then there was an Advance Wars 1 plus 2 reboot camp update um, with a lot of substantial stuff, actually. Like, there's voice acting now. There's local and online multiplayer. You can create um, uh, custom maps. Uh, you can, uh, yeah, obviously fight with your friends and, and online as well. And it's out uh, April 8th. Very excited uh, for this game. I just want to say, Advance Wars has voice acting. There's no reason Pokemon shouldn't. That's all. That's all I have to say. True. <laughs> Great take, Ro. Great take. All the Pokemon should, should talk. They, they're the only ones who have voice acting. Oh, they do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Wow. This, this next item blows my mind. I don't know how they got this to work. My friend said it because they downgraded the graphics so much, but No Man's Sky is coming to Switch this summer. So there you have it. Wow. If you want to play No Man's Sky on Switch on the go, there you have it. Otherwise, I think maybe you can do it on Steam Deck. But <laughs> True. Uh, number four, let's freaking go. They did it after 10... Plus years, oh, Mario man. Strikers is back with <laughs> Mario Strikers Battle League out June 10th. I was so busy hyped, I didn't get any more information. All that I saw was, uh, uh, I, I remember, if I remember correctly, uh, you can play with up to eight players, either locally or online. Uh, and I cannot wait for this. Oh my god, it looks so good. And I'm so happy they kept that awesome raw style. Like, it's only mm-hmm. the word that I could use for it. And it's and it's in-game too, with like the, the different uh, moves, I guess, or finishers that they can do like when they're shooting on the goal like mario doing so like good. a back it looks so cool I, I love the style that they're going for i'm just glad strikers is back let's go and i just yeah. want to hear daisy say next level games when it starts up that's all i want <laughs> that's all i want 
Ooh, Rosalina's <laughs> in it too. Oh, uh, <laughs> there's also the inclusion of gear in in the new Mario Strikers, uh, which does end up affecting your stats. So if you, you're changing out helmets and stuff, it, it does affect uh, how your overall character plays and controls. So keep that in mind. Uh, moving on, there was some Splatoon uh, 3 news uh, with Salmon Run Next Wave making a return. Sorry, I guess it's, it's called Salmon Run is making a turn, return, and it's called Salmon Run Next Wave. It's the, uh, the uh, Splatoon co-op mode. Uh, and then they reminded us that the game is out this summer. Big dub for Splatoon fans. Rose got it on his list. I do, yes. I, nice. I, I love me some Splatoon. I'm glad Salmon Run is coming back because it was a really cool PvE mode from Splatoon 2. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that's making a return. Uh, and the next front mission um, is getting a full remake and is coming to Switch uh, this summer. Then they announced that the sequel to Front Mission, Front Mission 2, uh, will also be coming later in the future, but did not give a, an actual date. I've never touched a Front, uh, a front Mission game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um, then they, really, uh, they announced Disney Speedstorm, which is a free-to-play racing game and is out this summer. Uh, I was too busy Googling the, the last Disney racer I played on PlayStation 1, so I missed any info here. I don't know if Ro has any extra stuff. Um, I do not. It's. I think you have it here. It's. It's free to. Yeah. It's free to play. Uh, which is cool. I think. I hope. <laughs> um. But yeah, this is the moment that I was like, oh no, we're not getting Mario Kart Nine, are we? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> later on, we got some some More other. On that later. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. That, that might not have been the move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's. It's just so interesting to see what they're doing with the cart. Like they have this Disney one, and they have the chocobo racing one it's like what do you guys yeah think? stop <laughs> <laughs> so i mean it looks visually pretty good though so and it's free to play yeah. so I'm, i might check this game out why not uh, then we got like a short segment uh, on uh, classic games quote unquote coming to switch um the wii version of force unleashed uh, unleashed will be coming to switch and it's out on 420 lol <laughs> um the assassin's creed Ezio collection is coming out uh next week oh. on on the 17th a thursday um fantastic collection yes brotherhood rocks uh and two revelations is okay and then sd gundam battle um actually revelations was pretty cool sorry i, I, I sidetracked damn it dan <laughs> i'm gonna blame you uh, sd gundam battle I, I didn't i missed the release date on it because it moved kind of quickly and then chrono cross is getting a remaster and that is out april 7th I'm excited for that one. That's a game that I've been wanting to try out for a while. Chrono Cross. We got a insane update for Kirby in the Forgotten Land uh, with a new mouthful mode, which just means Kirby has new abilities uh, for Kirby to utilize by sucking just insanely huge things. Hell yeah. like, like cars, <laughs> cones, light bulbs, and so mm. much more. The game looks absolutely incredible. No meme, like a legit, like this this one trailer sold me on the game. Yeah. Uh, and it is still out March 25th. But you know what doesn't suck? The actual <laughs> game, which yes. is on my list. Heck yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, love, I love how they're like, you know what would be interesting? Let's t let's like Kirby can suck things up, right? Small right. things, big things. Mm. What if he could suck things up, but he doesn't swallow them? Like mm. this is a thing that he already does very well. Mm. <laughs> Why do you... I'm too immature this for so this conversation. Mm. <laughs> oh man, but I'm I'm here for it. I I think the the car Kirby is very cute. Um, 
but you, you can't tell me that Kirby can't swallow a pylon. He can do that. <laughs> yeah, he can do that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> uh, Kirik, uh, thank we... you for joining us in the Twitch chat. Welcome. Welcome. We then got another trailer. Of course, the show 22, show 22 is coming to Switch. Uh, this isn't really, really news, but it was still in the rec, so I, I wrote it down. And there was a Muppet at the end of the trailer, which was <laughs> certainly something. Great. Nice little sure. surprise. Yeah. <laughs> the Kingdom Hearts collection is coming to Switch. Uh, interesting to know. Uh, it is the Kingdom Hearts uh, cloud versions, though. So take that what you will. I don't know if I saw release it on that. I may have missed it. Um, I, I missed that, too, unfortunately. But, um, okay. yeah, people were saying online, like, this collection exists on other consoles at a cheaper, <laughs> at a cheaper price, and it's not cloud. So, yeah, yeah, that's just something to also yep. keep in mind. Uh, and then Klonoa and Klonoa Two were announced that they're coming to Switch July eighth. I have never played a Klonoa game, but it looks cute. Yes, new platformer. I sure. I miss I miss this one too. But I I remember back in the day when these games were a little bit more popular. I was just so mm-hmm. in love with the actual character, Klonoa. I just drew that character on like my books and stuff like that. I just thought they were such a cute character. So I'm excited for them to come back and finally play their games because I, I see a lot of hype around it uh, on Twitter. So I'm going to buy this. So hopefully they make more. Kingdom Hearts games love- coming tomorrow, by the way. Oh, wow. Tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Wow. Wow. That's soon. Also, I love that Klonoa has Roshan lore just attached to you. <laughs> That's very cool. Uh, shout out to you, Portal fans, me included. Uh, Portal Companion Collection is available later this year. That is very cool for those wanting to play that game on Switch. Or those games. I think it's Portal 1, Portal 1 and 2. Oh, heck yeah. That's awesome. I think. Nice. Live Alive 2.5 HD is coming to Nintendo Switch on July 22nd. Uh, I have never heard of this game. I saw it and I was like, dang, this game actually looks really freaking cool. It's like these like small vignette like uh, pixel RPG games. All with like very cool different like stories attached to them and like yeah it it just looks incredible it is time for what broke me because this news means so much to me the nintendo switch uh, switch announced switch sports it is out april 29th uh there is a new soccer shootout mode with a leg strap so if you attach the leg joy-con to a leg strap you can kick the ball there's freaking volleyball uh golf is being uh, added later this fall for free um and uh, the online play test is happening next week friday through sunday so get in there and, and help nintendo switch make sports the best game that will come out in 2022 Oh man! I can't wait to see how many Joy Cons end up in people's walls. Oh, it's going to be a very <laughs> exciting couple months. Just wear MTVs. the strap, everyone. <laughs> no, no, no! The new leg strap. You know, people are going to go uh, hog wild with that kick. Oh way more God. than they've tested. Way more than they, than they intended. Oh no! I can't wait for the videos. This is going to be great. Whether the game is good or not, this is going to be great. Well, like, the game is going to be fantastic. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, Kate? It's going to be great. It's like, going to be great. In all seriousness, <laughs> Wii Sports is like one of the biggest selling games of all time. Like this game could yeah. end up f- freaking killing that. Like this. Yeah. Woo! True. That's insane. Yeah, yeah it's going to be on, on all the Switch list. bundles attached with it, yeah. this now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. This is going to be leg. definitely on that on that list with Mario Kart and all those other Pokemon, all those games. This is definitely going to be 
get going up there. Um, I was watching the kind of funny stream of this, and I and Andy was like, "What no golf? What no golf?" It's like Andy, they, they're they're definitely going to add it. There's there's it's look at the new age that we're in. They're going to add the game, mm -hmm. and lo and behold, at the at the end, they they added golf. So boxing is definitely going to come. It has to. Oh, boxing, right. they have to wow. add boxing. <laughs> I was so sad that it wasn't there, but as they continue, it's like we're adding games later on. Don't worry yeah. about it. Golf is coming, or not golf, uh, golf is coming, but boxing is also going to be there for sure. That was like a staple back in the day as well. I will say I would have loved to see this come to Nintendo Switch Online for those that have like that, the expansion pack. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But like, whatever, I'm going to shell the money for this because this rocks. I, I love these games. So, yes. Kurek was asking about No Man's Sky on Switch and asked if they mentioned if it's cloud. I looked it up while you guys were chatting, and it looks uh -huh. like it actually runs on the Switch, which is insane, actually. But huh. it does make sense because it is procedurally generated, so it only has to load in what's like nearby. So cool. it's it's gonna be that's gonna be rough, man. It's gonna be rough. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I am curious it, to see what the frame rate will be like. Right. It doesn't hit a stable thirty on, on an Xbox One, so I I. I it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see. 720p, 15 frames per second. Hell yeah. But mobile. Yeah. So, true. I mean, at that, you're, you're still getting the true No Man's Sky experience, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. True. Uh, Wait, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> I love No Man's Sky. Let it be known. But I played it on PC where it ran okay, flawlessly. Okay, okay. You may not have beaten No Man's Sky, but you can beat the rhythm of your own drum oh, uh, terrible troll <laughs> transition uh with taiko no tatsujin rhythm festival coming to switch later this year uh also includes an in-game subscription service with over 500 songs uh added wow. so you can drum drum away uh, uh like they have the legend of zelda theme song available oh, yeah. for you to drum to so. and megal megal megalovania megalomania under Uh, then we got an update for Triangle Strategy. The demo is available today, right now, to go uh, to go download. Um, and if you do play the demo, this your save data is transferable to the full game uh, upon purchase. I love that. We should give them ten out of tens across the board because of that. <laughs> My God, mm -hmm. <laughs> who has this game in their fantasy in the fantasy league? Dad, Me. Dad. Oh, okay. yeah. never mind. In this case, I hope this game sucks. <laughs> what? Come on. I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, and then we moved on to uh, Cuphead DLC, which is, uh, of course, uh, confirmed that it's now coming to Switch. Delicious last course uh, later this year. I think it's April. Remember right? April, May? Somewhere around there? I may have I thought it was Otherwise. June, yeah. but maybe I'm... It's... Nah, you're, you're smarter than I am, so I'll, I'll, we'll say June. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, it is June 2022. June 30th, 2022. Let's go. I'm still not smarter, though. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, big update for you Metro Dread fans, me included. Uh, there is a Dread mode difficulty being added. Uh, one hit and you die. The game is Ridiculous. over. Ridiculous. What do you? Who do you think we are? <laughs> Masochists. Yeah. So I found I found Sifu hard enough. You know, I don't I don't want yeah. to do this. Um, oh, boss if, rush sounds if, fun. Though. There is a boss rush, boss rush coming as well. Uh, for those that are looking for something easier to get into, if, if you found um, Metro Dread's difficulty a bit too much for you, there's a rookie mode uh, being introduced as well. And uh, they didn't say it, but they on the side of the, the trailer being played, they uh, had a little pop-in that said the demo to play Metro Dread is also available right now. So Thank you. you can try it out. I, 
I uh, love all this that coming. they're doing a rookie mode, mode, just like give other people a chance to play. Like even young kids like yeah. that, you know, want to play this game. That's super cool. Yeah, forget them kids, man. They got to <laughs> learn eventually how to get good. I'm True. kidding, of course. Very, very cool to see this happen. And all this is coming April 22nd. See you, Kirik. Thank you for joining us. We got a Nintendo Switch Online update. Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings are both available to play starting today. Oh, big dub for all the Earthbound fans. No Mother 3, though. No, never. <laughs> never. Uh, then there was like a, uh, one of those like, uh, flashy f- trailers where they show a bunch of games. I missed all of them. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's a they lot. There were games that have already been announced, but there was, a, nah, there was like, five, like six or seven. Yeah, there was a uh, there's so. a cool game that like seemed to dwell, dwell with uh like ancient Japanese lore, like the, you were fighting like the Nine Tails and some other creatures from that era. Look, that looks cool. I like the style for that, but I miss most of those those games too. <laughs> I don't even remember the game that I'm talking about, the name of it. So I have to go back and check that out. Check check Nintendo for those uh, who are wanting more deets on those games. Otherwise, for you, cart fans. Sorry to report that Mario Kart 9 is probably nowhere uh, to be released anytime soon because Mario Kart 8 is getting DLC. Yes, the Mario Kart 8 that was released on Wii U is getting more DLC. We are get, uh, it is not free, just so everyone knows. It is $24.99, uh, and it is a remaster of old kart stages. Um, you can buy them with a booster course pass, similar to uh, Smash's like fighter uh, passes, uh, with eight courses per wave. And six waves total um, throughout this year until the end of 2023. However, if you don't want to pay that and you do have the expansion pack, Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack, you get that uh, all these courses at no additional cost. So very cool to see that come. I, 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 I memed and stuff saying that, you know, sorry for you people who are excited for more a new Mario Kart. <laughs> Having 40 plus courses be added to Mario Kart 8 like kind of rock i'm not gonna lie it, it rocks it's awesome like, <laughs> i still play mario kart 8 deluxe so yeah yeah i mean we don't have mario kart 9 so we have to make do but yes, you're right i am yeah. so excited 48 courses 48 courses yeah. that's insane i i'm so excited for this coconut mall heck yeah bring that back i'm happy that's coming back but there's so many tracks that i don't even know the name of but yeah so so excited to play these uh up until 2023 you said right that's yep. insane that's insane mm-hmm. Like the value proposition is amazing, twenty five dollars for all of that. But like, I guess my thing is is like, I would have liked to seen this like a couple years ago, like two or three years ago. But like to release it now, it's like you're essentially saying like Mario Kart Nine still like many years away. Yeah. No, we're done. Yeah. Hmm. That's the thing that that bones me out about it as well. Um, Yeah, I would have liked to seen this sooner for sure. (laughs) But I'm I'm still. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Very excited yeah. to see that. Um, no new characters, obviously, but they already did that, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I think this this stage is enough. I think that suffices. Yeah. Uh, and there was a someone put out a tweet saying, um, after uh, you know the release of all these courses, Mario Kart Eight will have over half of the entire catalog of Mario Kart Eight courses <laughs> in one game, which I think is is awesome. Like this is. Definitely the definitive Mario Kart game. This is the Smash Ultimate of Mario Kart games. Yeah, and, and just like we were talking about with Smash, like we expect another Smash game maybe sometime in the future, but what's it going to be like mm-hmm. Like when the Ultimate version exists? Same with Mario. I want a Mario Kart 9, but like 
this is like you said this is the ultimate version of mario kart like do we need mario kart 9 i would love one mm. i'm sure they'll put a cool twist on it but i don't think as obviously they're giving us 48 courses i don't think nintendo's in a rush <laughs> to be making yeah. the mario kart 9 right now and we'll and we'll take it too we'll say thank yeah, you Nintendo. exactly <laughs> And then they closed the show. Sorry, no Breath of the Wild 2 here. It was Xenoblade Chronicles 3 revealed and out this year, September 2022. Big dub for you Xenoblade fans. Unfortunately, I am not one of them. But it looked cool. I have tried, but I am not a big Xeno, Xeno fan yeah. either. Gage is definitely a big Xenoblade fan. I, right love, I love all the blades, and especially the Xeno <laughs> ones. <laughs> Fantastic. And that was it. That, I mean, a lot of stuff there, a lot of stuff that isn't for everyone, but I think overall it was a pretty solid direct. And honestly, that was like probably one of the most well-paced directs in, in, in a long time. It's 40 minutes, and it felt like I was hanging out for about 20. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, so. And I literally did hang out for 20 because I missed half of it. But uh, <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I, I wrote down a couple questions, but obviously that was a lot. So like... Uh, where do you guys where do you guys see Nintendo in twenty twenty two as far as game releases go? Like, do we think Breath of the Wild two is coming out this year at this point? Like, would we have gotten something at this direct if it's coming this year? Do you guys think? I can I can go first. First of all, to answer your question, I never thought it was coming out this year. Let's <laughs> let's just let's just settle that right away. However, I'll entertain you for a second. Okay. Let's assume it is coming this year. Most of the games that they were talking about is stuff that's either out right now or out within the next two months. Sure. If there's another big direct, and there usually is like two big ones uh, in a year, February is the one. There's usually one like later out in like the end of the summer. I can very well see them just putting in Breath of the Wild there, or even having their own direct just just for Zelda. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to to still have Breath of the Wild two come out um, this year, given. Yeah, given that there's still so much time left in, in Nintendo's Switch's like slate, specifically in the fall and, and like into winter, because everything here is either spring or or early summer. So, true. Yeah. Bro, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I was expecting uh, to see Zelda here, but like Christian said, they have their E3 presentation or late summer presentation. Not E3 because E3 is what is E3 anymore? Right. But like that that time of the year, um, direct that they that they usually do um, to to talk about that if they want to. Um, but yeah, they a, a lot of the games that they've talked about here are are coming out soon, so they need to. Well, they don't need to talk about it now but when the time comes they they obviously have to talk about their uh their holiday games or fall games and i don't know what we don't know what that's what that's going to be yet and breath of the wild would be perfect but of course they could uh do something else they could always do a another collection like a zelda a zelda port like bring oh. the waker and stuff like that um they've done it before where they they don't really make a new game but they like make an hd version of of a, a beloved title which most of us would be fine with too but it would be cool to see what they uh, what they have in store, but I I don't think Breath of the Wild two is is this year, unfortunately. Um, but I, I think we're gonna find out in uh, mm. in the summer. Yeah, I the last time he talked about it, he was like, we're, we're, we have stuff to share. It's just we're gonna push it back a, a little bit. So, not to mention, there's also rumors of the Metroid collection that has mm. been right. supposedly be... done for a while, but they're kind of waiting for for Prime to kind of get more together. There's rumors and, of uh, the Mario Odyssey team making a Donkey Kong game. 
Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. And there's, there's still Bayonetta 3 that still needs Again. a date as well. So that Silk be... Song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, I guess there is quite a few games that they could, they, they could announce for their fall instead of Breath of the Wild if they wanted to. Gage, tell me that Breath of the Wild 2 is coming this fall, please. <laughs> It is coming this fall. Yes! I, genu- I genuinely believe that. Ooh, that's good. I genuinely believe it. Because all of those games you just mentioned, none of them will are, are, are going to fill that void. None of them are, are that caliber, I think. Um, Switch sports, dog. <laughs> Switch sports. More like lame ports. Uh, you got them. You got them. <laughs> You're right, though. I mean, Zelda, Zelda is, is bigger. Yeah, they need, they need, I think they need uh, the big, um, uh, you know, franchise uh, flagship franchise um release th- this uh this fall and i think i think it is coming out um uh as as far as the other stuff like i don't i don't know where i i, I see nintendo in 2022 i mean it's i don't know i i'm i'm probably the person here who spends the least amount of time on switch so i don't know hopefully party chat maybe maybe that maybe that comes <laughs> in 2022 <laughs> right no maybe, way Basic online features get added to the console. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty wild. Uh, if they did a if they did a Nintendo Direct for forty minutes just talking about Switch themes, I would be happy. Like, right. Finally. Finally. <laughs> right. Yeah. When but, are we gonna get away from friend codes? You know what I mean? Right. Get rid, get rid of those. Which what's the matter? Get, you don't S- you don't like w- sharing tw- you don't like sharing twenty four digit friend codes with with your friends? Which what the hell is the purpose of the friend code anyways? Because your profile name has to be unique, right? Am I wrong in that? I don't think I don't think so. No. It doesn't. Oh, it doesn't. that's yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it's yeah. It's kind of some like come on Nintendo. It's not that hard. Everyone else can do it. Just freaking do it. Come on. Oh my God! And there was no trailer for the Mario movie. I just realized. Oh. Mm. Thank God. <laughs> Chris Pratt's voice is wow. uh, playing in the background. <laughs> I'm really excited for when inevitably he's not doing any voice. It's literally just Chris Pratt. I'm calling it right now. He's not doing any accent. He's not. Do- it's just Chris Pratt. Oh, I can't wait. And I'll be at the theaters day one. Oh, I got my Batman tickets. Probably. Oh yes. Did those come out tonight? Uh, they came out yesterday. And I forgot to buy them. Keep oh, talking, IMAX, sorry. IMAX. Rashan, if you don't have plans already, we should go see that day one in theaters. Yes. I would love to. I want to. I want to see Mario. Oh, Mario. no, no, Mario! I want to. I want to ironically see. I want to ironically go see Mario. No, I, I, I've already. I've already got plans to see Batman. Although I will definitely go see it with you because I'm running to see it wow. six times. Oh man, Bro, Dan, yeah, for sure. I would love to see Mario as well. Dan, I'll see Batman with you. You just gotta hop on a little, little, little airplane, airplane ride up here, and then uh, you know everything will be fine. No, no, no. I'm done with airplanes for, for a while. Dan. I'm done for a while. Oh, all right, guys. Uh, we already t- talked about Mario Kart, so we don't really need to rehash that. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that um, you guys are thinking about Nintendo for the rest of the year, or does that kind of cover it? I uh, the I only love... thing. Oh, sorry. Go for it, Christian. No, go go for it. Go. For it. Uh, the only thing is if they're going to do any kind of classic, like that was rumored for a while. Are they going to do like N sixty four classic? But of course, they're bringing N sixty four games to online. Uh, does game like do GameCube games ever make an appearance? Um, I'm kind of filling the void here. I guess I answer my own question. I don't know. I don't know what's left. Ro, you're more informed. Um, I was I was just gonna say I I think this year is yeah it's Kirby's 30th anniversary this year. They're obviously doing Kirby's Forgotten Land, 
Um, and the more that I even think about it or say this out loud, I don't think Nintendo honestly cares <laughs> about anniversaries all that much, um, even though they, they should celebrate them. But I think Metroid Dread just kind of worked out with with that. But for Zelda, they didn't really do much. For Mario, what did they do for Mario? I guess they did the online game. And yeah. they did Mario 35. Mm, yeah. Yep. And they did the 3D All-Stars too. Um, so there was that. Um, I would love a Kirby collection or a Kirby Air Ride, obviously. I love that. Oh, Kirby. are you kidding me? Yes. Switch or just just put City City Trial on on the eShop and we'll we'll play it. But um, I think it's so hard to to port Kirby games because they're all so specific to the console that they came out on at the time, like the DS games. You need a DS to play those games. Uh, the Game Boy games would be pretty awesome if they ported like Amazing Mirror. That would be awesome. But I I mm. feel like those games are probably going to come. If they ever do a a Game Boy uh, online thing, so the more I talk about this, the more li- unlikely it seems to happen. But it would be cool to see them celebrate Kirby uh, this year. So that's something that I'm hoping to see. Right. It'd be cool to see some sort of uh, multiplayer um, incorporation for like uh, Kirby too, like almost like a super suck bros, like who can suck the most bros, or uh, who can suck. Uh, sorry, who can <laughs> suck Kir- Kirby? Kirby is good. My God. You know what, boys? <laughs> Find yourself a Kirby. You better start <laughs> sucking. Put his, put his whole Kerbussy into that. Kerbussy. <laughs> <dynamic. laughs> My God. And you know what, Gage? While you were describing that, I feel like that is honestly a mini game that, that has happened. Like, that sparked a memory for some reason in, in a Kirby game. I don't know if it's real. In but a Kirby it feels game. like it would be. Yeah. Right. Like, you. Like the mini games that they have in these super all stars, like right. like mm. there was a well, mini I mean, game where you sucked up other Kirby's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who can suck the most? Like that's that's yeah. that's. I mean, it, yeah, it's a good idea. Show ASAP. Kirby, ASAP. Pretty sure. ASAP. <laughs> you want to do the outro again, Dan? No, <laughs> no, that's enough. No, I you think. don't. You don't. <laughs> I think that's enough of uh, of sucking. All right, guys. Anything else before we close out the show? The rumbling has begun. Oh, (laughs) all right, guys. (laughs) Thank you again to everyone joining us both live on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Ro. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Gage. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love and keep on gaming. Switch sports? Kirby.